So good evening, good morning, good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the third episode of Groundbreakers. And today I have a very, very special guest, Mr. Amod Gujral, who founded Incardiorite Electronics Private Limited in 1966. And over the past 57 years, he's been a spirit of innovation in the industry. And he has taken this industry to places where we could not imagine. And Incardiorite has worked on several of the key projects in the world, such as the Burj Khalifa, Marina Bay Sands, and now they're working on the two tunnels at Neom. And I think beyond what he set up at Incardio, he's just a very great and inspiring individual. He's my role model. And his focus on the debt to society and giving back to our country and community is what differentiates him from a lot of leaders. And I think everyone in cardio has a very, very good relationship and it's more like a family than an organization. So welcome to the show. And let's start by a quick introduction. Like, what was your growing up like and what was what inspired you to start in cardio diet? And how was your experience at MIT and IIT? Thank you, Ritle. Thank you so much. It's nice to be on your show. And Cardiolite started in 1966 as a corporation. But in fact, the foundation was laid much earlier. And that was in my students' days at the MIT from 1958 to 60. During this period, uh, all three we all three brothers were at Boston. My younger brother was also at MIT, Deepak. And my elder brother, Pramod, was doing his PhD at Harvard in pharmacology. So one day we walked into his lab, Pramod's lab, and we, and we found that for getting data, getting data, mm. I repeat, from his experiments on mice and guinea pigs, he was using the same recorder that we were using at MIT. So the foundation of MIT was set there, where we decided that after going to India, we will set up an organization to collect data from all sources. See, at that time, there were no computers and there were no mobiles. So for data collection, they used to use recorders. And these recorders were uh, continuous recorders and they used to use a ink pen or a heated stylus. And the paper was uh, graphical paper in a roll. So if you put in any sensor, the data used to be collected on the graphical paper. Okay. Uh, like example, very easy example is the electrocardiograph machine. Yeah. It's also a recorder. Yeah. So yeah. in India, we started manufacturing recorders in 1966. Wow. That is, that is the beginning. Yeah. So, but, but see, at that time, 
we could develop and manufacture anything. Though it was not very easy in India and at Lucknow, at that time you couldn't even get a resistance. So that also had to be procured from Calcutta or Delhi or from abroad. So we were the first to manufacture multi-channel recorders in India. We were the first to manufacture facsimile recorders in India. We were the first to manufacture MOSFET by radiation analyzers in India. We were the first to manufacture TLD readers for dating of rocks and stones in India. So, so everything which we did was first because there was no, there was hardly any manufacturing in India at that time. Yep. So that is how Encardi Red started. That is the beginning. Yes, so thank and, you for that. Sorry, you can continue. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah, so thank you for that good beginning. And I think Encardio has done a lot of firsts from its start. And it's really grown with India's growth. And we're also now the first to develop an infrastructure data intelligence platform in Procure, which is also going to be game-changing like the Insightflow graphs and the fax machines were back in the day. So being those three brothers who were into inventing and into that science and research, what inspired you to get into geotechnical instrumentation and monitoring? And, and that has been the core of Encardio for the past maybe 30 years, right? Yeah, since 1984. Yeah. So 16 and 20, almost 40 years. 40 years. Sorry. Yeah, see, it was like that. Initially, what we were developing and manufacturing were recorders, facsimile trans receivers, MOSFET radiation, as I told you. But see, these had a very limited market. And moreover, you take a, a patient, uh, patient monitoring system. Uh, for human beings. So, a patient monitoring system required about 10 sensors at the most. Yeah. Pulse, temperature, force, vibrations, Parkinson's disease, etc. Whereas, see, a dam, like the Terry Dam, used almost a thousand sensors. So, you know, by the time our our interest in innovating things, I, as I said, we could produce anything. So we yeah. manufactured all these things for the first time. But then, see, to sustain an organization, you need a much larger business. So if in a patient monitoring system we use ten sensors, and if in a dam we use five hundred to one thousand sensors then what do you think we should have done? So we got into the business of geotechnical instruments. And there was, there was another thing. In the geotechnical instrumentation at that time, there were no multinationals. Yeah. The multinationals were in big business, like automobiles, like your clothing and textiles. Yeah. So here, here was, a, here was a business in which, with our technical knowledge, we could very easily become the leaders. So that's how we got into technical instruments. Logical. 
yeah very logical and <laughs> i think it's a, it's a, it's been a brilliant transition because in cardio has led the world in this industry and of course as other companies that have come up with brilliant innovations and i think after 1984 2022 2023 is the time where this industry is also booming and breaking out like the dot com burst it's like a geotechnical burst so what are what were some of the key moments some key projects from 1984 to 2023 either in the external or internal areas of incardio that really shaped the business and where do you see it going from 2023 into the future the future of the people like you will determine yeah let me tell you something that some of the key decisions which we took was we were in the field of geotechnical instrumentation yeah. and in geotechnical instrumentation a large number of sensors are mounted subsoil yeah and when they are mounted subsoil so you have water pore water pressure subsoil all our competitors at that time and most of them even today used o-rings to seal sensors yeah and we found oh no this is not right so we were the first to use electron beam welding machine yeah. to make our sensors so with these sensors the sensors were constructed out of stainless steel and there was a vacuum created inside the sensor of about 1 upon 1000th of a tor wow so that means the sensors were totally sealed no rings yeah stainless steel construction so all the electronics and the mechanism inside the sensor was safe yeah so that this we did in 1984 wow you see so this was a game changer yeah that time and today we have three electron beam bending and wow. even today most of our competitors in our business don't use electron beam bending yeah yeah yes so this was this was a major contribution that we that we made then uh, remembering see 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 we made lot of innovations during all this period but another innovation which we made was this if a monitoring groundwater levels yeah you, you monitor and you're monitoring an area a country yeah and and you are mapping the aquifer so a sensor is put inside the water in a borehole drilled for this purpose yeah so the sensor feels the pressure it's a pressure sensor yeah the piezometer so piezometer the reading is affected by the groundwater level as well as the atmospheric pressure and 
how much do you think that the atmospheric pressure varies from place to place? Quite a lot. Yeah. On, uh, over a period of one year? Yeah. So consequently, now this correction had to be made. Yeah. At that time, what they did was that inside the cable, they put in two capillaries. Okay. Which connected the sensor to the atmosphere. Yeah. Very easy method of compensating for barometric pressure. Let's see with time, these capillaries used to get blocked. Yeah. So here, see, Encardioite started using for the first time in the world barometric pressure sensors for monitoring the atmospheric pressure. Wow. We were the leaders. Yeah. And, and see, everybody else in the world followed us through. Yes. This paper was read by us at the Sydney FMGM. Wow. So another big first for the industry. And I yeah. think now as well with the whole ground uh, geotechnical sensors, I mean, with the data loggers that we're building and the future communications that we're looking at, with the satellite monitoring coming in, with Procure being built on the philosophy of machine learning, artificial intelligence, microservices, and going back to 1966, where you could take any sensor and get any data and give an output. Procure is basically the software platform doing the same thing with intelligence of machines as well as humans. So I think the one thing that's been constant has been the mission and the values. And I think at Encardio, on our discussion, we talk about our four values of oneness, respect, and I think those two stand out the most to me. So can you talk a bit about how the values have really, really impacted the growth and how they are the four pillars of the organization? Ritwik, yeah. please appreciate that we have a debt to pay to society. If the writings were not there, discovered by the Babylonians, then how would how would have you completed your civil engineering degree in Berkeley? And how could I have gone to MIT and did do such wonderful work? Yeah. So it affects. Yeah. And then see, can you today do without coffee? Or can you do without these spectacles? Oh. You don't make it. I don't make it. But somebody in society is making it for us. Somebody in yeah. society has also developed it for us. Yeah. So we have a debt to pay to society. Yeah. And in each and every endeavor that we have ever undertaken in, during this 1957, our value system 
has made it compulsory for us, imperative for us, that everything which we do, it will be for paying our debt to society. Yeah. And another thing which was there in the 1950, uh, in 1966, when we set up this industry, we had we as a country had been independent for only 19 years. Yeah. And as I told you, at Lucknow, which is one of the very large cities uh, in India, it has a population of 3 million today. So you couldn't even get a resistance. Yeah. So see, we had to develop our country. Yeah. So our value system that we have to develop our country and also together with that, pay our debt to society. This has been the guiding principle of our organization. Yeah. And and you talk to anybody in the organization. We are all one. Yeah. We always talk about value systems. And everybody yeah. is proud to be associated with an organization which has only done things which is for the good of man. Yeah. And I think that's how we will take it forward because I think beyond everything, helping others and encouraging community is what matters, especially in the way the world is today. And looking at technologies to help us enable that in a constructive way is the another part of the mission. So my next question to you is, because you at 85, you still work five times a week and you still keep on doing everything that you do and it's very inspiring for a lot of young entrepreneurs and business leaders. So what are a few things you would like to tell the world of business leaders in any field on like any advice? The floor is yours. You know, I'll be 85 in December. Yeah. And uh, I still come five days a week and work in the organization which keeps me busy. Why do I come here? Why? I don't need more money. Yeah. Right? I have yeah. the house. Yeah. I have all the facilities which I want. The reason is that in, at Encardio Right, our group companies, every day something new is happening. Yeah. It could be in USA, it could be in Spain, in Greece, Dubai, Saudi Arabia, or India. Yeah. The various people where our organizations today. We have nine organizations today all over the world. And in these nine organizations, there are more than 500 people. Yeah. We have undertaken some of the most difficult projects in the world. Yeah. If you remember Marina Bay in uh, Singapore. Singapore. Yeah. Uh, I think sometimes I feel 
that these designers and architects are crazy. Yeah. <laughs> they are crazy. They make a 64-storied structure which goes like this. The center of gravity is not in the basement. Yeah. And it, it's virtually going like this. Yeah. So, and the 64-storied structure is six hotel buildings, three like this, in a line, and behind that, state buildings, and yeah. on top of there's a swimming pool. Very difficult project. Yeah. Which we monitor, angles, everything. So, how great a project? What about Burj Khalifa? Then in Abu Dhabi, they made a STP, sewage treatment plant, yeah. which was 52 meters in diameter. Yeah. 100 meters deep. Wow. Largest sewage treatment plant in the world. We were associated with the instrumentation and imagining, yeah. measuring pore pressures, tilts, etc., online monitoring of this huge structure. Where see instruments are installed, even at a depth of 150 meters. Yeah. That's... The Teridan. The Teridan. Oh, I can give you hundreds of examples yeah. where something new is being done every day. What about procurement? Yeah. It's a game changer. Yeah. Nobody in the world, we feel, has ever developed a data management system like this. Yeah. And as and you said, oh, yeah, go ahead. And no, I was just saying, this, this is the start of Procure also. This is the start. Yeah. It's just a one year old. Yeah. And handling projects like the known project. Yeah. Can you even believe it? So yeah. what do you think? When something new is happening every day in this organization, I come yeah. in the morning and my time goes like this. Yeah. <laughs> and my advice to young people is also this. If you work and work and work diligently, sensibly, and with a goal, one track mind, This is how you will also get to the age of 85, or maybe at <laughs> stage 110 years old. And you yeah. still enjoy paying your debt to society and doing fantastic things. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's a very inspiring piece of advice again, because not many companies last over 50 years, and not many companies actually branch to be multinationals and then on top of that not many companies take on game-changing projects year after year after year and in every country that comes in take risks the calculated risks and exactly. like what exactly. we said Procure's first project was Neon and now we're looking at more and more developments with competition coming from well-established countries in the United States where research and universities are on another level with them having engineers on another level. 
and i think growing india and this community of lucknow within gaudia right i think it's it's very it's a very unique situation that a lot of people will feel inspired by even after listening to this story so i think my next question is aside from the entrepreneurship aside from in cardio or are there some other things that have been very interesting to you like in life like travel food what keeps you going outside of work outside of work oh my goodness you know my wife has been my companion yeah and and we have i think traveled to more than 50 countries together we have enjoyed our travels all over the world and most of the travels have also been connected with the work yeah because where we have gone we have also done the work but uh, very recently we were in kenya and uganda yeah it was a it was a trip this is worth remembering yeah so in uganda we were with the chimps yeah and and the gorillas yeah and uh, i think there are 1200 gorillas in the world yeah so we met and saw almost 30 yeah which which you work out the percentage ki what percentage of gorillas we saw and yeah. one of the gorilla in company on the hip yeah then see you we went to kenya yeah and see one of the purpose of going to kenya and uh, uganda and uh, during this trip you was also there and also our managing director arushi was also there yeah one of the purpose was said that that see in africa we have been to south africa we have been yeah. in egypt yeah so but but this is not africa yeah so and we have no organization in africa right now yeah so one of the purpose was also to understand africa yeah that's that the organization later on moves into africa yeah so this was such a good experience with the people of africa they are yeah. friendly they are nice they are supportive yeah and unless you go and have a feel of it there yeah right so yeah. that that makes a lot of difference yeah and i think um the 1200 mountain gorillas are a great experience and getting the feel of africa and i think now we're doing the same thing with latin america because yes. we want to expand there as well and i think something that encode is really pushing for is that we're not scared of anyone and we're not and we're going to go to the world and show the world what we can do and we're going to help the world do things that they thought they couldn't do before with our technologies So I think and I think groundbreakers the whole purpose of groundbreakers is also to spotlight companies that have done a lot in technology and spotlight technologies and it's about transforming geotech and the more I think about it I'm like it should be transforming civil engineering and construction so what are so we mentioned data logs we mentioned electronic mining we mentioned procure what are some techno transformative technologies you think that we can 
but that will come in the future in the field of civil engineering and construction. What what do you feel? AI. Yeah. It's there. And yeah. today, if you really see that on all our products, yeah, the QR code takes you to our website. Yeah. It has the literature, it has the manuals. Yeah. Right? And yeah. So see the two technologies which are coming. Chat yeah. GPT. You go to yeah. the website. And and the person can ask any question on our website. Yeah. For example, if somebody asks, okay, how can we monitor groundwater pressure in Romania? Yeah. And know this is just a question. Yeah. So the answer will come there. Yeah. And yeah. can we answer? right from the sensors to the data loggers to the communication system to data management through ProClean. Yeah. 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 So, so I think... This technology. Yeah. So I think when you're looking at QR codes, we're looking at AI, we're looking at machine learning, and yeah. GeoHub is just a start for us where we've literally taken a technology, made a chatbot using some machine learning to... To tell, give the world an easy way to access all the knowledge that we have over the 57 years because knowledge is available to everyone and people want to access it easily. And I think the more we utilize, the more we make it easy for our customers to use and the more we um, make it fun for them to use, right? They want to have fun with our products. And on our first episode, Sebastian mentioned that when he used to install pyrometers back in the day, he used to always order extra because he couldn't trust the pyrometers and there were failures. And, and I think the technology is matured enough today that you have very, very minimal failures. And I think from the sensors, now we're maturing other types of technology to help the field. So I think it's been a brilliant yeah, journey. Yeah, one more comment yeah. I would like to make, and that is this. You see, all these technologies needs a mixture of young engineers, young technologists, yeah. good finance people, production, purchase, marketing. Yeah. So it's a mixture of young, very technical people and some of the older people like me who watch. Yeah. We, we have developing these all these things, engineers who start from the age of twenty one. Yeah, they are doing wonders. Yeah. So the team of engineers and the team of uh, even legal people, finance people, so marketing, all all kinds of digital marketing. Yeah. They love their job. Yeah, and it is these people who are bringing in cardio. Yep, and I think one thing you observe in cardio is that there's something new happening every day, and the people love what they do. And the culture is like we're a tech company, we're a sales company, we're a finance company, and we're just developing and bonding and creating a better place. So thank you so much for your time. It was a 
pleasure talking and really exploring the history of new technologies, a bit about you. And I think this will give a good insight on the world of Encarded, right? From the chairman's perspective to our viewers and also the technologies that were developed and the future of what is coming in the field through Encarded, right? For the next 57 years and counting. So thank you so much. And thank you so much, Ritwik. It has been a pleasure talking to you. Thank yes. you. Yes. Thank you.